You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 14th of June, 2012. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And if my voice is crackly or messed up during the show, or I just get one of those terrible senior moments I'm becoming more and more famous for, it's because I'm still in recovery, Dave. I'm still recovering from SES Toronto 2012 and edited... Oh... Several hours ago, and um, again, uh, the intensity of the of the a conference, especially when you're one of the local hosts, is it's 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 incredible. So, would, I mean, you know, I, I wasn't there, and of course, I am. Yeah, that was always noticed. interested. I mean, this is you know a, a wonderful market, fantastic show. Um, I know a, a previous show, and I, I'll leave it unnamed in in the area. Um, didn't do maybe as well as it did, but I know the feel last year at SES Toronto was absolutely fantastic. What? Uh, let's start with what was it like, but then I'm going to really dig into what uh, what happened there, what uh, what kind of education was there, who was there, all that sort of stuff. But let's start with just the, the feel of the show. Um, how did it compare to previous shows in Toronto and, and, and just previous shows from uh, from SES? Uh, you know, it was it was comparable to previous shows in Toronto. A little bit larger than last year's, which and last year's was was, was a good turnout. Um, I'm guessing 700 people, which for Toronto is a, is a good size. Um, Toronto is a lot like the Chicago show in that it's not a, a huge audience, but you do get a lot of corporate participation. Um, it's the largest uh, search related marketing show um, in Canada annually. And uh, so we had, you know, people from uh, mostly from southern Ontario or Quebec, uh, but from across Canada who who, who came to it. Um, and you know, it's 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 different for us who are deeply involved in the industry and or have been for a long time because uh, you know we know everybody and many of the speakers are old friends and uh, there's a, a collegiate a- uh, atmosphere for people who've been in the industry for a while. Um, one of the complaints I have about the conference series, and it's not just SES, I can say this about AdTech, SMX, and pretty much any other show, um, especially ones that happen up here in Canada. In the olden days, there used to be these large uh, events, large parties, after, you know, on the, on the evenings of, of uh, during the conference. And those, uh, those were either sponsored by... Um, 
large ser- larger search marketing houses or by large companies themselves like Google or Yahoo or uh, Ask.com used to sponsor a lot of parties. Microsoft used to sponsor a lot of parties. And that doesn't happen so much anymore. Um, there was no large gathering for, uh, for attendees. And that's a uh, – I see that as, as kind of a, a – a problem for the conferences because during the day you're very busy. You're going to sessions. You're trying to track down information. If uh, there's somebody who's, who's paid to be there or your company has paid for you to be there, you're on a mission because you've just dropped $2,500 or so. And, you know, it's important to, 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 to gather as much information. And there's not a lot of a social scene during the day. At night, on the other hand, um, there's dinners and parties and gatherings and stuff where they're supposed to be. And if you're part of the old guard, there's always dinners and parties and gatherings because that's what we do when we're on the road. Yep. Uh, um, but I found there was a uh, almost like a cliqueishness. And I, I'm, I apologize for anyone who, to anyone who was at SES Toronto because I think I was a part of that cliqueishness and I tend not to like that. Um, it's just sort of the way it worked out. There was no uh, sponsored party. Um, of Outside of the conference itself, I, I do want to note that Andrew Goodman and Page Zero Media uh, sponsored the uh, the networking gathering at the end of the first day. But after that, we were on our own. Um, so we all ended up trooping over to Lindsay Walker's place. Um, you know, you know Lindsay Walker, Lindsay SEO? Yeah. Um, now, she lives, happens to live near where the, the, the hotel, the convention was held in. Uh, she has a, a condo downtown Toronto. And... Um, it was really just uh, an old guard party, you know, and that was that was kind of unfortunate. Although I did clean them Americans out at poker, I <laughs> love doing that. All <laughs> uh, oh, welcome back up here again. Daddy needs some walking money. Um, well, for, I mean, for any of the, the large organizations listening right now, I mean, you bring up a, a fantastic opportunity, especially in a city like Toronto, where there isn't one. I mean, you know. You and I, we've been to our share of search bashes and, and this sort of thing. So in a lot of the other cities, they do take place. Some of them, not to the degree, you know, I remember my first conference back in 2006, Ask, and, and this and that. And, um, there was definitely more. Every night, there was multiple events going on, and you had to actually yeah. pick what you were, you know, where you were going to be going. Um, but you list off for any um, potential advertisers and things like that, some great opportunities because really they would have been, had they, had they thought ahead or, or had they had the budget for it, they could have been the go-to organizer um, and then basically have a captive audience of 400 people, all of whom are interested in business, say if it was a PPC management firm or, or tools uh, manufacturer or something like that. Um, they would have had a, a great opportunity uh, to really lock in. So hopefully maybe one of them will, will catch on to that and, uh, you know, be prepared to do it uh, Do it next year. You bring up a really good point. I think it is the same. You're right. It isn't an SES-specific thing. It happens over and over again at virtually every conference is just that natural instinct. You know, I go there. Jim, you know, you and I, we talk every week, but I haven't seen you in months. Um, you know, we end so up at a show together. Right? You know, people yeah. from all over the world are coming in, people I haven't seen, and, you know, maybe they, we've, one of us has skipped a show or this or that. People you haven't seen in ages, so who do you gravitate to? Well, indeed, yeah, and then we're going to go grab a drink, and while having a drink, a bunch of our other friends are going to come over, and then suddenly there's a whole bunch of the old guard all hanging around in a circle, and, you know, you can see people looking at you, and they want to come over and talk, but they're a little bit weird, they're feeling a little bit intimidated or something to to come over and, and say something, and when there's a social event... That whole barrier is gone, you know? Yeah. People just come talk with each other. We've all loosened ourselves up with a little bit of uh, uh, talking fluid. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, it's just I find it's much more approachable and it builds a more cohesive industry. And if you're at a search engine strategy show or an SMX show or, you know, uh, uh, an ad tech or, or what have you, um, just by virtue of the fact that you're there, you're part of a... I don't want to say elite, but you're, you're, you know, you're part of a specialized crowd during that time. And I, maybe it's a, maybe it's that I'm a socialist running dog or something, but I'm in the, I've got this whole all in it together mentality. I love helping new talent, introducing people to, uh, to, to others who are more established in the industry. Um, you know, watching the light bulbs go on in people's heads. I, I, I don't know. I get a weird thrill out of that. Um, maybe I need a life or something. I don't know. But um, 
I, d- I don't see that happening as much now. But there was another massive takeaway I got from, from this show that I think we've all sort of been feeling. But I think, um, at least for, for me, it's, it's, it's absolutely, totally, unquestionably official. Do you know what that is, or should we talk, keep talking about social stuff? No, it's, uh, well, I mean, who knows? Maybe your takeaway is going to be on the topic of social stuff, but go ahead. Actually, it's on the topic of business stuff. Okay. And a couple of years ago, uh, we saw the consolidation of of Blue Glass. Mm -hmm. You know, we saw Blue Glass start to form, and uh, they've been uh, bringing new members in, and, you know, um, they've been optimizing their shop. Some people have left, some new people have come in, etc. Again, they're optimizing their, their offerings, their shop. Yep. Blue Glass was a big uh, wake-up to other people running businesses in the industry. It was, it, it was a clarion call, wake-up call. Um, I'm seeing a lot of the elders of the industry talking with each other. Um, myself included, we're all whispering in the corner, uh, trying to figure out how we're going to either merge our businesses, who's going to buy whom, um, how each of our houses, our shops can grow. And you've been saying this for a while, Dave. I know I've been saying this for a while. A number of people in the industry have been saying this for a while. Madison Avenue is going to catch on eventually, and and they have. Now we have a lot of the uh, large advertising houses Offering digital market, marketing as part of their, their service packages, mm-hmm. they, you know, um, generally speaking, they do a terrible, crappy job, but the customers don't know it. And for the smaller houses, making the sale to the large corporate client is going to get harder and harder and harder. And this is, I mean, I'm just pulling this number out of my ear, but... I'm giving a company the size of mine, and I, I'm in a growth phase right now. Like I, I'm in a great growth phase, but I'm still giving a company the size of mine 18 to 24 months. If we were to, to continue on the exact path we're on now, 18 to 24 months before the market pushes us out of a competitive space. Right. So I got, a, so I got me a challenge, don't I? <laughs> and I'm noticing that. I'm noticing that with a number of other companies too because, again, right now, everyone's talking to everyone. You know, this big change coming down the pipe. Yeah, I mean, it's, to me, I mean, these are these are the evolution. Is this the first change you've seen? I guess I could word it that way. You've been doing SEO since what, ninety seven, ninety eight? Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, somewhere around there. I mean, I know you know I was getting my my feet wet in ninety nine, two thousand, and you were already there. <laughs> so, um, you know, eating all the space, drinking all the booze. Yep, that was me. <laughs> This definitely isn't the first fundamental shift in how, you know, from the business side, and I mean, you're, you're 100% right, but this isn't the first time we face this. You know, it's like Panda came. Well, that sucked, but, you know, there was Florida. There, you know, there's been why, you know, there's caffeine. There's been wax of algorithmic updates that changed the fundamental way. Oh, indeed, but this is a maturation point. Yeah. Um, it's, this is uh, it's an historic era. The uh, small independent lone wolf. Um, you've either got to be like hyper talented and well organized, like uh, Michael Gray, if you want to continue being the lone wolf, mm-hmm. or you got to pull the Aaron Wall move and get into um, training, explanation, and selling uh, selling technique information, right? And or the blue glass competing route. with a guy like Aaron, um, or. You, got, you know, you got to start thinking about the blue glass model. Find some really trusted friends or really trusted colleagues, and figure a way to work with them. Yeah. No, it's it's very true, and I mean, it's it's interesting because if we reflect back in history, and I think you can look at it this way, um, if we reflect back in history, who controlled media at the at the advent of the printing press? Right. Like as soon as this thing came out, who controlled media and and who controlled information and advertising? Nerds. Right? It, it was the people who, who knew how to make this machine work. And then once they simplified the machine, now it became people with a more, you know, it, it's, it, now it wasn't the, the, the logic brain side and, and, and the rational brain side necessarily. It was the people who could create media, who could actually create pretty things and, and, and create engaging things. Uh, and I think that's the sort of maturation we're seeing now as well in, in a different way, of course, but the same basic you know, fundamentals where once upon a time, not that long ago, 
it was nerds who understood code. That's what it took, right? It was a simpler game back then. Uh, and I'm referring to, you know, back in, you know, the early 2000s and things like that, where it really was a simpler algorithm, a simpler time. And as long as you could code properly and understand a bit of the math of, you know, how links work and page rank and this and that, technically you could make this happen. And there wasn't enough competition on the web to need to make it really pretty. Um, and now all of a sudden we've got a different engagement with social and this and that, and, um, you know, where website stick times and conversion rates all factor into things. And you go, okay, well, you know, it's not just build it and they will come. Now all of a sudden it's going through that same transition that print did, um, mm-hmm. you know, after the advent of the printing press. And now it's not the nerds that it needs. You definitely need, you know, the engineers. And I'm referring to myself as a nerd here as well, by the way. Um, you know, you need the engineers with the duct tape to hold the whole machine together. But past that, on the marketing side, it now becomes more of a, a, a marketing graphics-oriented thing as opposed to um, the, the more technical um, side of things. If we'd look back a year or a, te- a decade, rather, where just the technical side would have almost been enough to do it, you know, you had to work things you know, kind of okay. But, well, you remember. Well, <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. And this is um, so, so it is an interesting transition, and you're right. It's just a maturation of the business. It's you know, the print used to be easier to. Then all of a sudden, you had huge houses. I mean, I'm sure every all of our listeners have seen Mad Men, right? Then you end up with large agencies with different areas. That's what's happening to us now too, where you know you've got your copy section, you've got your you know purchasing media section, you've got your you know you you need to have all of these things in in play to to offer to your clients everything. And the problem is, we used to be able to keep it separate. PPC used to be different than organic, used to be different than, you know, social, because they were all so separate. But as things all come tied together and signals from social are counting on organic and paid data is needed to check keyword, you know, you need to kind of know it all. Or as you say, which is, I think, a a great route, especially for for smaller companies that maybe can't purchase other ones and don't want to be purchased themselves is, well, then create relationships. Well, but the thing is, these have to be more than relationships. Because, okay, I'm running my business now on the create relationships standpoint. Um, I have X number of employees, and even we, you know, I've got, I'm in the double digits with employees now. We can't cover it all. Right. We can't. I mean, I'd love to, but the, the, the campaigns are just too complex. There's too many moving pieces. Um, I do not have the time to dedicate somebody to, uh, Watching the watching the uh, uh, hashtags in Twitter, I don't I, I don't have that. I wish I did, right. um, but I don't. So I outsource that, right? Um, to somebody I'm doing business with on a relationship basis. But in doing that, I got to be cognizant of their workflow and their work times. If they have six or seven other projects on the go, where does mine fit into their, you know, into their priority list? Right. Um, I. I'm getting by offering that kind of service to my clients. I don't feel great about it. Um, it's, it's, I mean, you know me. I'm Mr. Do-it-all-by-hand kind of guy, right? Um, I, like the, um, I like dotting their eyes for them. So I would rather have control over the entire process from, from right. A to Z. So hard to say that word Z. I had to say <laughs> click Z at the conference over and over and over again. I kept trying to say click Z and... You know, I could see my my green hand at the back of the room going, "Oh, Jim, you're just being an asshole, aren't you?" <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, I'm going from uh, from from A to Z. Well, I want to control the whole process. I want to know exactly how much time is being devoted to it. I want it to be one of my employees. You know, um, because another, I have a, I have a relationship with this amazing development house. I love working with these guys. I can't get over how amazing it is to work with these guys. But they have a whole bunch of other projects they're doing, too. Right. So, you know, my way of moving up in their hopper is to pay them a little bit more. But (laughs) that's not sustainable as my company grows, is it? No, but it sounds to me like given the the attitude I'm hearing, and I think this is good advice for our listeners in, in a lot of areas, not necessarily modeling after this one, but understanding what you need is different than building a stop gap. Right. And it sounds like this is a I know where I need to get to. I need mm-hmm. to have these talents in-house, but I don't have time right now, or I don't have the revenue right now, or I don't have the, the resources right now, or just the space in my office right now. Well, Here's my yeah. stop gap. And in a lot of cases, and I'm sure you found this too, those stop gaps can actually serve huge benefits. And I've done very, very similar things or, or, or identical. And those stop gaps can, 
teach you without that commitment of going, okay, you're working with the design house or development house you love right now, that you've tried a couple that you didn't love. Okay, now mm-hmm. you found out what you don't like in a developer. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, it didn't cost that. you that hiring them, training them, boom, 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 right? In you go. Now you know what you like, you know what you don't. When you're hiring somebody, you can know a little bit more about, in the real world, what are the skills that I'm actually deploying, right? What are the projects I'm sending out that I can't do? Great. Okay, now you've done a few projects, you've outsourced them. Okay, now you know you got your skill set, right? Here it is. That's when I can pull it in-house. At least you know in advance I need all of this rather than finding out, you know, you hired a great Cold Fusion developer, but, it, you know, it turns out you've gone through 10 projects and that was a skill you just didn't need. And, you know, yeah, they're pretty good at coding in, you know, PHP or whatever, but that's the skill you need. And you can find that out by outsourcing the first few things rather than, um, you know, well, no, I agree with you. I absolutely agreed. Um, again, the, my concern is the bulking up in the industry, the conglomeration I see between uh, – I'm, I'm not going to mention any names, but some of the people I saw talking to each other are large players in their own right. But everyone's Wait. looking down at Florida. Everyone's looking down at what's happening in Tampa, what Blue Glass is up to. They're setting a model. Um, whether it's the right model or not, that's you know that's 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 up to you, your accountant, and your business partner. But um, what they're accomplishing is pretty. It's pretty phenomenal. It is, and I mean, I, I think they they've gone about it in 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 a way that is would be difficult for many to duplicate. Um, but I think it is it is a unique way, and it's one of the ways that. Um, you know, is one of the only ways I think it can work. My fear with large agencies all the time, and I'm sure you have the same one. I'm sure many, many people do. It's like, you know, the Madison Avenue people you're talking about is it's really, really hard um, to gather together a team that is experts at everything. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. it, it can't be done. Um, you know, if I went out, you know, back in, in 2004 when I was starting and went, we're going to do it all. No, I knew one thing. I knew it very well. So I did just that and, and went from there. Um, you know, and over time you learn and you have staff that, that can pick up other skills and, and that's great. Expand naturally. Now, Blue Glass out of the gate knew exactly what they wanted. They wanted to do all things for all people, but they went and, and you know this, but, but it, you know, a tip for people who want to do a, a similar thing. They went and just kind of acquired the best. <laughs> like rather than going, okay, we need to, we need to train at this. Okay, who's one of the the best people for organic? All right, let's you know, let's grab Bozer. In he comes, right? <laughs> okay, you know, who's great? Say, hey, Lauren. Okay, in you come, right? And just went and sort of picked people who were good at each thing and acquired them rather than trying to build these skills. Very similar to you know hiring out outsourcing a development firm. Okay, now you know what you want. Now you now you know exactly what to do. These are people who've already done all the testing. They already know everything. Okay, acquire them in. Let them head their department. And so basically, it's like dealing with multiple companies in that you have sections with with solid skills in, in a specific group and you're kind of dealing with them, but they can all communicate more easily than, uh, than I think a lot of, a lot of organizations can, you know, say, you know, Indeed. If you have now there is one other working. step, but we're going to have to go to break after this comment. I'm afraid, but there's one a comment I want to get in here before we do one other step that blue glass did go through and they went through it around right around a year ago at this time. And it was a very painful one. They cleaned their own house. They went and acquired all these people, and they're all friends. I mean, these are, these are people who really, really care about cared about each other going in. And I don't know the state of their relationships now. I'm not going to make comment on that. They may or may not still be good friends. In some cases, they might be. In some cases, they mightn't be. But some of the people who were originally partnered in Blue Glass, or originally involved in Blue Glass, were moved out of the operation um, for whatever reason. And uh, that, that was a very painful thing they had to do. But that's why this is business and not kindergarten. Sometimes you've got to do really painful things because it's not about you, your emotions or anything like that. It's about your business. And business is not – business isn't rational at all. (laughs) Um, And business isn't emotional at all. It just is. It's there in the numbers. Okay. On that – um, okay, so we could talk about that for 20 minutes or so, but we don't have that. We have two and a half minutes or, in which we have to make a little bit of money here on webmasterradio.fm. So 
Friends, you're listening to Webcology on Webmaster Radio. This is Jim Hedge from Digital Always Media and Dave Davis from Beanstalk SEO. Stay tuned. We're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Bring in unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Join the thousands of search and social media marketers at one of the largest events of the year, SES San Francisco 2012, August 13th through the 17th. Learn more at sesconference.com. SES San Francisco 2012 kicks off three days of sessions with a keynote presentation by Google digital marketing evangelist Avinash Kaushik speaking about business optimization in a digital age. Check out daily Meet the Expert roundtables where you can take part in intimate and informative discussions with industry icons. Add over 70 sessions, a crowded expo floor, on-site training at the ClickZ Academy, the big search engine watch eliminator, goodbye, and webmasterradio.fm search bash, and you'll have SES San Francisco 2012, August 13th through the 17th. Register for SES San Francisco 2012 today by clicking on the banner ads from the webmasterradio.fm website or go now to sesconference.com. How far do your ads reach? You don't have to fly around the world for the right consumers and clients to find your business. What you need is profit through performance. Location 3 Media helps you to increase your brand's findability and performance. Let Location 3 Media help you create efficient and effective online marketing campaigns that fit your needs and get you results. We know every click starts a journey. Where will your brand be on the path? Visit Location3Media.com. WebmasterRadio.fm Keeping you out of rush hour traffic Commercials off Now back to Webcology Only on WebmasterRadio.fm Here are the hosts Jim Hedger and Dave Davies Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology Here on WebmasterRadio.fm It is Thursday the 14th 15th of June. Summer's almost here. At the same time, summer's almost gone. It's going so fast. Um, folks, I know there's a... Uh, I got a message from the studio. There's actually a lot of you listening live over the internet right now. And um, I want to invite you to jump in and hang out with us for a little while. Jump into the chat room at webmasterradio.fm slash chat.html. Uh, go to Webmaster Radio. Click on the chat button. Jump in. There's a whole bunch of fun people, including WMR518, who we know is in Hawaii. Uh, WMR518, it would be awfully kind of you to type slash Nick and then a nickname for yourself because we just really want to get to know you. And we're all jealous that you live in Hawaii, too. Um, one of the fun things they're doing at the SES shows now, and if uh, anyone's in Southern California towards the uh, middle of August, come and show up at... Um, <laughs> Come down to SES San Francisco or Connected Marketing Week San Francisco. And one of the things they do on the last night of the show is the SES Eliminator Challenge. It's kind of like a game show. It was uh, hosted by Tom Carver, um, who incidentally used to host game shows. And um, it's a fun, remarkably difficult trivia game on the history of search and, uh, and you know, some of the finer points of, of SEO technique. And um, howdy, Neil. Nice to know you. And, um, well, uh, I'm pleased to announce that in a room that included folks like Matt Bailey, Ann Kennedy, uh, Greg Jarbo, Matt Van Wagner, the entire Search Engine Watch crowd, including Jonathan, we're watching you, buddy, um, the editor of Search Engine Watch, I'm proud to uh, to announce that uh, Team Digital Always, consisting of myself, Digital Always Office Manager Bria Jordan, and uh, Independent SEO Keith Holloway, 
we won the uh, we won the SES Eliminator Game Show. Now, had the SES elim- Elimination or Eliminator Game Show included geographic trivia, I would have lost. Because <laughs> um, as uh, Carrie Margaret uh, reminded me, San Francisco isn't in Southern California, and they're quite proud of that. Um, I would be too. Um, <laughs> you know, no knock on Southern California, but San Francisco is much, much more fun. Um, so, yeah, if you're in, in and around San Francisco towards the end of August, go to uh, Connected Marketing Week. Go to SES San Francisco. It is well worth the journey and the money. Um, play the SES Eliminator Game Show Challenge. Um, we'll set some side bets ahead of time. Daddy could use some walking around money. Uh, anyway, so I think that about clears the deck on SES. Good information, good people, good networking, lots of fun. Um, yeah, that's about all I think I'm allowed to say on that. (laughs) Fair enough. Good to leave it at that. Um, well, while you were were gallivanting there, you know, uh, for, for our listeners who don't know, he used to reside here in uh, in Victoria. Um, you know, Mr. Paul Holmes from the from the area, correct? Yeah, of course I know Paul. Good yeah. old fella. Dot, well, dot connect dot ca. If you guys that's are right. well, he's no longer uh, no longer I, I don't believe anyway um, heavily engaged in that. Um, but I was off uh, last Friday, Saturday at social media camp organized by none other than Mr. Paul Holmes. Nice. Um, so he's now organizing an annual conference here, and I will say it's marketed predominantly, like largely, to the Victoria area. And there were a good five, six hundred people there, um, paying the uh, paying the four or five hundred bucks, depending when you bought it, to get into uh, into social media camp. So obviously, uh, an area that, uh, that this this region's interested in. I mention that only to poke at Jonathan and go, "Hey, imagine if we also had a large SES show." over on the West Coast, um, because a smaller show can pull that many people in. Anyway, phenomenal show. I was actually quite surprised. I went there expecting just uh, just a couple hundred people and, you know, a few sessions and this and that. Much larger than I was anticipating. Phenomenal speakers on, on a wide array of social media topics, from running contests on blogs, um, you know, to, to how to use Pinterest, right? There's this thing, and, and you, you might actually want to use it for business rather than just sharing recipes and bowls of oatmeal. Um, you know, so it, it really getting into it, and uh, they had, I'm going to be having them on our show uh, next week, uh, a, a great speaker named Fred Sarkari um, came on and sort of discussed, he's authored three books, and, and his take isn't so much social media, it's more the business of, of dealing with human beings, <laughs> um, which of course social media plays into, and um, did, a, did a phenomenal job outlining sort of a, a number of the different stages and you know here's here's the common problems yes they apply to social media but they also apply to your real life business if you have to talk to people and, and things like that um but kudos and, and a big hat tip to uh to paul he, he put together uh what was a, a really really good show with some some really really great speakers covering some interesting subjects i walked away um with a few ideas i hadn't or, or a few angles on things that that i'd never thought of before and, and what more can you ask from a conference than that well, that's really cool, and I know that it, that it drew people from across North America. Um, John Carecut uh, yep. was up. I saw him and Ross were hanging out together, um, both hosts of Webmaster Radio's SEO 101. So it was, um, and those guys don't get to hang out together often enough. And you were hobnobbing with uh, a guest we had on a couple of weeks ago, uh, my client, Eric M. Yeah, although it's funny because there's people you know, and I saw them checking in, checking, you know, all of this sort of thing. And and it was like even Ross. I mean, I could spot the guy in a large crowd, right? I mean, uh, I know him. I know him well. Um, didn't even manage to run into Erica. I mean, I, I I went. I saw her keynote, but outside of that, there was just no crossing here or there. And as can be expected, a lot of people were were chatting with her. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just I'll just find her right after you know she leaves. It was at the end of the thing. I'm like, I'll just run into each other. Nope, didn't run into Ross at all. Really, <laughs> did John at all? Um, and then, you know, like any other event, and then people like Paul or whatever, I'll run into them like 8,000 times. And then there's these couple people I'm keeping my eyes open for, and I'll run into one guy a thousand times and run into, you know, these other people. Never. Um, but, uh, you know, that's, uh, you know, if that's the worst of it, it was it was a fantastic show. You know, I, I took my Friday, took my Saturday, and, uh, and you know, 
I don't know about you, but I figure if you have one or two good conversations and you come away with one thing for each day that you invest in it, that is a thing you wouldn't have thought of, um, other than from that, from the source of the person that you were uh, you were watching at the time, um, worth every bit of it. Because you know you can read and pick up a lot, but every now and then it's in those casual conversations and in the opportunity to to ask a question um, and get well, some clarification that you can pick up something that that you just couldn't have grabbed from any other medium. Well, and, and uh, I, I, absolutely, and that's actually one of the reasons I, I was talking about social events at conferences in, in our previous segment, because that's where that kind of magic happens. And, well, yeah. for you and me, I mean, like, we could talk to anybody at any time because we're us, and we're just, you know, we're blessed to have been around this long. But for, for newer people in the industry, that's when that kind of magic moment happens. And, you know, if we want to, you know, continue to improve, we need to m- help people make those magic moments, eh? It is, and you know, it's funny because I remember when I was attending my first one, and I was really lucky because you'd gone in a couple years ahead of me, and you and I were friends, and so it just sort of naturally happened. Also, I'm a fairly, fairly outgoing person. I mean, I, I don't have too many problems sitting down and just having a conversation, you know, at the lunch tables or, or whatever. Um, but knowing that now, seeing it, you know, sort of a, a decade later looking back and knowing, yeah, I could have walked up. I've, you know... Uh, Yes, when I'm at a conference, I'm usually I'm at the cool kid table, right? To go back to high school with it, but um, yes, yes. you know, knowing that you know what, I would have been invited there in 2006. I just didn't know it, right? Anybody yeah. would, as long as you're like a, a, a decent person who's not going to sit there and try and pitch me on you know why I should join your affiliate marketing you know program and you know cramming that down my throat the entire time. But we can sit down and have a good conversation about you know SEO or Heck, you know, just whatever hockey games on or whatever. Yeah, man, absolutely. Um, you know, talk talk to me about welcome. that. Talk and to me about baseball. You got me for you hours. Don't know that. Yeah, yeah. Again, like, talk to me about baseball, and dude, I'm happy to talk to you for hours. I can talk about baseball till I'm blue in the face. Yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah, you're from Toronto, so you don't want to talk about hockey, but that's okay. No, we don't. No, it's just embarrassing. <laughs> hey, hey, September's coming, and. You know, for like two or three months, Toronto believes. Until <laughs> <laughs> the, the first puck drops, and then... <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Um, I was actually hoping to uh, to purchase the, the new TLD.goof. But, uh, yeah, apparently it was already bought by Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment. <sighs> There's our now, segue. Speaking of TLDs, that's a good segue, I guess... Uh... We might as well go that way. It looks like Google's uh, wanted to buy one or two of them, <laughs> or a hundred and one of them. If I if I if I read that article this morning correctly, yeah, and it is uh, it is interesting. I I wonder at, at some of their choices here and how they justify them. Like they they put them under you know sort of a microscope of sorts, right? When they're deciding, it's not just you know it's not like you know the the old overture paid system. Whoever is willing to give the most money wins kind of thing. Um, you know, they actually do put in when they're they're issuing TLDs. They they do consider, you know, who should have it. There, there's a little and, and, and what they're going to do with it. Yeah, you got to state clearly what you intend to do with it. Yeah. And I mean, you you hit a, an interesting one because for example, and I, you know, I think sometimes Google might do stuff just to tick Microsoft off. <laughs> um, <laughs> you look at something, you know, the the dot docs. Okay, yeah. I get it. Both of them probably want it. I understand. But dot .live? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about now you're just LOL. trying to be irritating. What, because what the there is, when you think doing? of live, who do you think of? I mean, anybody oh. with an Xbox. <laughs> you, know, you know, anybody who deals with Microsoft knows um, that, that this is, this should be theirs. Right? Yeah. It's, it's you know, I associate it much more with Microsoft, certainly, than I would with, say, Google. Um, just from a brand perspective. So, um, you, you know what? Sometimes I think they're just they're putting in their bid just to be irritating yeah. um, to Microsoft and, and go you know over in the um, you know European Union right now. Microsoft's you know being annoying to Google right now with lawsuits and, and this sort of things. So um, you know this may be Google just countering, going, "See, we can we can annoy you too." Um, on, on things, but some of them make perfect sense. I mean, you know, to, to want to buy dot YouTube, dot Dad kind of threw me off a little bit. <laughs> but 
Well, you see, um, Kyle just typed in, why isn't Google going to get knocked on, like, copyright infringement or some intellectual property thing? And I'll tell you on this one specifically, it's because it's not live. It's live dot. It's dot live. Right. <laughs> right. They had, no, they didn't mean to. They meant got to get dot live. They're actually going after Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what else they got? They registered dot LOL. That's a good call. I mean, you what got the, it. Yeah, what the... Google? What? I think sometimes they just want... I mean, they, they've got dot .soy, too, right? <laughs> what? Um, one I found interesting that they went for was dot .nexus. Um, that one I did find, you know, that they're okay. they're going for, for Nexus. Um, and they're uncontested. And I have to think, really, Samsung, you didn't... <laughs> You didn't jump on that one um, to, to grab it. I mean, I own uh, the Samsung Galaxy Nexus. It's my phone. And, yes, it was the first one built with Google um, for, for the Android 4, which is why I was so anxious to get it when I heard it was coming out. You know, hey, I'll, it's got a little Google logo. That's, you know, nerdy enough for, for me. I'll drink the Kool-Aid. Um, but, yeah, for, for, for Samsung to let Google do that uncontested and go for .nexus, I don't. When I think of my phone, I actually think of Samsung before Google, even though Google's logo on the back. Um, so it's, it's, it's a little unique that they let them get away with that. But, uh, you know, there, there you are. They, I, who knows what they've got going on. But uh, then there's lots oh. of them that just make sense. I mean, you know, .search. Yeah. You know? All right. <laughs> I can't... Uh, can't really question that one, but uh, you know, I don't know that they would be the the most logical choice for .phd. I, I mean, I just don't see Google as. as Why not? They own them all. No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, now, but, yeah. Well, what, what, what did you take from from this? I mean, does this give you? I mean, it's so all over the place. It's really hard to get a good lock on. Gee, what is it exactly that you are trying to do? Um, well, I, I, here, like, you know, over. often with TLDs and with domain purchases, you can kind of get a gist of what people might be planning um, based on the domains that they're purchasing. But some of these, when you dot goo, like, what does this possibly tell you <laughs> that, that they're planning on doing with that? Uh, well, that's all. That's that, that, that dot goo is clearly what they surround their dungeon with. Um, <laughs> Our studios just experienced a short. Um, so there's a clear thing. That's what they're doing with the TLD. But I got to tell you, you know how hard it is to remember if it's a .com or a .net or a .org or a .co.uk or a you know a .co or whatever the yeah. T- the the TLD is. Like, this is going to make the internet clearer. I'm really not sure how that could happen. No, you're. I mean. I- you know, I think these are pretty good. It's funny. If I want to, and, and I'm sure you do the same thing, if I want to put a geographic, you know, specifier on a on a domain name, let's say I have a client from Canada, sure, I'll get the .ca. I'll get the .ca if the .com is available to redirect in. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's all well and good to want to specify, you know, co-UK or, or, or whatever, um, but most people go with their default. And, and the dot com for sure, and that's dot com. So you, you know, I, I, you know, I love the idea of some of these. Some of them are cute. Some of them may even work out. Like if you made it a global thing for a large number of users, right? Well, I mean, and if you just at really get it. yo, Dave, at one hundred and eighty-five thousand dollars just to purchase the application, you better have a large number of people who are going to be using this. Yeah. I mean, but you know what I could see if they if they used it right would be say dot play. I get it. I okay. get it because that's that's the name of their store, right? And so you can have you know username dot play, and it can list off all your stuff. And enough people are are you know I got to use it. I'm on Android, right? So I'm familiar with this. All Android users would be familiar with this. It wouldn't take long to condition us to go. If I just go to www dot whatever my username is dot play. I see my play information. Okay, uh, all right. That 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 may actually make some sense for for a limited audience. You know, dot plus another one. I can see it catching on um, and becoming easy. Where you know whatever my username is, you know, www.username.plus will redirect directly to my um, you know Google Plus profile page. All right, I, I get it. Some of them I think can can work out pretty well. Some of them 
Um, you know, I think it will languish. But you and I know it's like, you know, corporate acquisitions or filing for patents. Half the time you're just doing it so somebody else can't. Yeah. <laughs> and I think a lot of these will just be, no, we don't really need it, but, you know, we're going to pitch on dot <clears throat> live uh, just so Microsoft <laughs> can't have it. <laughs> yep. yeah, and that's that's the, the you know, long and short of it. I, mean, I don't think they could ever turn it into anything great. Similarly, Microsoft couldn't turn dot plus into anything great. Um and and of course that's that's exactly what they're going to be looking at when they make the decisions as to who wins what. Yep. Okay. We uh we've had a longer conversation than we should have in this segment, and we had that quick technical outage. So while we still well, there's still a credible amount of time left in the show afterwards. We got to take a break now here on Webcology and WebmasterRadio.fm. So on behalf of Dave from Beanstalk SEO, this is uh, Digital Always Media. You listen to Webcology. We'll be back after these messages. <laughs> Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. How much time do you spend on SEO research and competitor analysis? What if we told you that there was an easier, faster way? Searchmetrics SEO software propels you to top positions on search engines around the world with our unique global search, social, and competitive data in over 60 countries. Gain a competitive advantage today with searchmetrics.com. That's searchmetrics.com. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of Internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com It's good to be king. WebmasterRadio.fm Get addicted. Get ahead. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to the tail end of Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 14th of June, 2012. And uh, yeah, we're just, we got about five minutes left. Um, Dave, is there anything that happened in the last week that, um, and it was kind of, it felt like a quiet week, but is there anything that happened that just, you know, caught your ears? Yeah, it, you know what, it's interesting because it has been a, it has been a quiet week, but you know what, that makes sense because we've got conferences going on. It's the season. <laughs> um, so, so such is, is sort of the state of it. Click Z. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll pronounce it correctly here. Um, put out their their studies. Internet ad revenue um, hits a hits a record. No real surprise to me. Um, hitting uh, what is it? Eight point four billion in in Q one. Um, in Q one, hold yo 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 yo. In Q one, Q one, that puts us in line. To be like a, a what a thirty two billion dollar industry this year? Yeah, well, and as you and I both know, Q four is going to be the largest. Um, so Q four will be will be higher than the Q one numbers are just well, because of the holidays. But I want you to think back to those Greg Sterling articles from uh, about four or five years ago, where he was saying we'd be worth sixteen billion today. Right? No. <laughs> Amazing, huh? I mean, um, and, and I'm by the way, posting Greg's, in a Greg's, link uh, into our chat room. Another reason why all of our listeners should be in our chat room. Uh, a link over to an article uh, done by it's over on Search Engine Watch, but uh, from Click Z, and it, it's really interesting because it shows the trend since 1996. Uh, 1996 being the oldest zero point, um, and and then forward, and and really watching how. Uh, how it spikes and, and of course where it dips as well. You know, two thousand two, not a good year. No, two thousand nine. You know what? That and that, that that makes sense. I remember, I remember just you know feeling how the sales funnels and stuff. That makes sense. It does make sense. And I mean, a thing that I think is interesting about about looking at data in this large you know year on year sort of uh, 
sort of aggregated um, sort of side of things is it lets you understand certain things, and, and one of which was, like, when I looked at that, it's like, yeah, 2002 was, was not a good year. Um, but when we really compare it, we went from, and I'm, I'm basing this on a graph, so, you know, I may be off by, you know, 100 million here or there. Um, but it looks like in 2000, we were at about uh, 1.9 um, in a quarter. And then in 2002, um, it was down at probably about 1.6 um, billion mm-hmm. per quarter. That was way less of a hit <laughs> than virtually any other sector was, was taking at the time. So it's yep. funny because it goes down and it's like, yeah, no, that makes sense. We took a hit and it sort of hits and you go, that's not the hit that other advertising sectors were taking. Um, that's true. So that really shows you almost the stability inherent in ours. And I think, I, I may be wrong, but I think uh, as a business owner, I love stuff I can measure. And we mm-hmm. produce something we can measure. I can go and go, this dollar bought you this. <laughs> right? Here's the thing it bought. You see that green arrow on your ranking report? Or you see that click from Google um, you know, through, through AdWords? Or you, know, you see that extra like on that? That's what you bought with your dollar. Um, and, and, you know, really, you look at, say, yellow pages or billboards or whatnot, it's just not available there. And so when you're trimming budget and going, we need to be able to answer to our shareholders, it yeah. makes sense that ours, our sector fared well. Well, um, with all love to the yellow pages group, as much as I can muster anyway, uh, you know who was not at Surgeon Strategies this year? Oh. Or SMX this year? The yellow pages group. Now... This won't mean a lot to the American audience because they have a much more diverse um, directory. Uh, they have a much more diverse sector that was doing business directories uh, before the internet and, and after the advent of the internet. Here we had the Yellow Pages Group, and um, well, you know they're um, they're failing. <laughs> they're failing badly. Uh, it's a, it's an old form of very difficult to measure media. Yeah. On the other hand, us, we can give you numbers for almost anything. In the digital marketing sector, it's quite easy to say X equaled Y number of visits. Um, well, and I mean, the fact is, is when was the last time you used a phone book? <laughs> I mean, really. Um, and when I'm what? looking up a phone number, chances are I'm not even going to like yellowpages.ca or .com or whatever. I'd still just enter a business name into my phone. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. The, 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 the real question is, when's the last time you used the Yellow Pages for what? <laughs> you know, um, as yeah. a matter of fact, the last time I used the Yellow Pages was, was about 20 minutes before going on air with you. It's a windy day here in Toronto, but it's really hot. And so I needed to prop a door open. Oh, well, there you go. So it does serve a function. Absolutely, it does. Excellent. Um, well, they should keep that up then. And <laughs> hey, if the staff doesn't... Uh, Little buggers. I'm gonna. I'm, you know what? I'm just gonna put that in the staff bathroom. I'm not replacing the toilet paper anymore. It's their own damn fault. Yeah, you heard me. <laughs> I like being the boss. It rocks. <laughs> okay, there's there's the shepherd's crook. Um, friends, uh, we're yeah, friends. Uh, you've been listening to Webcology here on Webmaster Radio FM. It's been a fun hour. Um, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined as always by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. I want to remind you that you should be listening to Webcology Live every Thursday and joining us in the chat room. But if you aren't, you can listen to Webcology on iTunes. You can listen to us uh, in the Webmaster Radio Archives. There's a whole bunch of places you can pick up Webcology, any place that fine podcasts are distributed. Stay tuned to Webmaster Radio. There's great content coming up, and we'll be talking to you next week.